Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Lilienau, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. A very, very happy Monday to all of you. I'm here, as always, to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week, if you haven't already, for that matter. If you're new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give this show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And if you've been listening for a while and you're hungry for more, make sure you follow me on Instagram as well as sign up for our mindset and performance hacks that are delivered to your inbox on a weekly basis. All you need to do to sign up is go to mindic.eu slash weekly hacks. And on Instagram, you'll find me by searching for Jocelyn Liliano in one word. I know that that is challenging to spell. So if you want some help, go to the show notes and you'll find direct links both to my Instagrams and to sign up for our weekly mindset and performance hacks. So today I'm going to talk about how to get out of a slump. And before we dive into this, I want to get a very clear view on what it actually means when I say slump. So what actually is a slump? It's an extended period of time during which you perform worse than you usually do. I want to be really clear here, though, and say that a poor performance, like one time or two times, it does not equal a slump. Oftentimes, we're way too quick in categorizing those kind of stuff as a slump. And when we label those events as a slump, it tends to just make things worse. So our words, and I often talk about this, our words are a really powerful thing. So what you say, what you speak into this world is going to define how you feel, how you act, how people around you act, how the universe is sort of transpiring to help you out. So it's really, really important that you are careful which words that you speak out. So when you label something like a slump, it tends to just make things worse. So I always say it's better to categorize this as simply a series of separate events in which you made mistakes or that your performance was, let's say, less than ideal, right? Now, for the purpose of this episode, I'm going to call it a slump simply because that's way easier to say than a series of separate events. Okay, I think you get the point. But remember, all that this is is a series of separate incidents where you've made mistakes and experienced a less than ideal performances. That's all it is. So without further ado, I'd say let's jump in. Tip number one, I want you to realize that it's not a matter of avoiding slumps. A slump is something that everyone goes through, not once in your writing career, but several times, and for for that matter, in any sport, right? Anyone who's working towards achieving a challenging goal, it's not a matter of if you'll go through this. It's a matter of when you'll go through it and how impactful it will be on you. It's it's totally pointless to try to avoid them. What you want to do, though, is getting really good at managing them, minimize their length and the damage that it does to your confidence and long-term performance. So the first step in learning how to manage a slump is 
understand the cause of it. I always say, let's start with the why. So why does slumps actually happen? It often starts with a lesser result or performance. It's things like that you seemingly can't get a single distance right. I've had that happening to me so many times, and I'm sure there's people out there who's had this happening to them as well. You have those runs where you just feel like seemingly can't get anything right. It could also be like having an uncharacteristic three-pole show jumping. If you have a horse that usually always jumps clear, all of a sudden it takes three poles. It can be that your horse starts to refuse all of a sudden, or it can be that you get a like way lower percentage in your dressage than you usually would. So all this kind of stuff could be something that is like black and white telling you, oh shit, something is something is wrong. And this is all good and well if we could just look at this from a factual standpoint, see what we need to adjust and just move on. But what sometimes happens, though, is that this takes a toll on your mindset. It starts to impact you mentally. And when it does, you don't take the time to focus on getting your head straight. You just keep pushing forward, trying harder, putting in extreme effort, start overthinking, just putting a lot of pressure on yourself to succeed. It's like you must get it right to sort of get out of this. But then you still don't get any visual progress or results. And bad becomes worse, and you just go into this really, really negative spiral, which takes a toll on both your confidence and your performance. And, you know, after a while, it seems like you can't get anything right. Mentally, you feel like shit, your performance and shit, you can't do anything right. This is what we refer to, right? And again, this is going to happen. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen, but when it's going to happen. You might have already gone through periods like this. You might know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you're going through a period like this right now. Now, if this is the case, what I want you to remind yourself of is your why. Why are you even doing this? Like if everything feels tough and hard and you're in this negative spiral, start with reminding yourself of your why? Why do you want to pursue competitive sport in the first place? And we have this exercise inside of PEP, which we call the seven levels of why. This is something that we do with everyone in the beginning, because some people don't even know what their why is, or it's not a strong enough why. Um, so this is an exercise you can do. It's called the seven levels of why, where you actually dive deep into defining your why, because you'll need this. When things get tough, this is when you need to remind yourself of your why. So it's really good, even if you're not in a slump right now, that you take some time and actually sit down and define your why, the reason why you're actually doing this all. So that when this slump happens, that you can actually go back to it and remind yourself why you started doing this in the first place. Now, the next thing I want you to do is See if you can develop some gratefulness for the current situation you're in. And if you're in a slum, that might sound really challenging. But here's the thing. Everything happens for you. The universe always has your back. Always. So if it always has your back, none of the experiences that it sends your way can really be in your downfall. It's all for your benefit, right? Sometimes the universe will test you it wants to teach you a valuable lesson. And you got to look at going through a slump really just as the universe pushing you to your current limit, forcing you to dig really deep and find a power within yourself that you weren't even aware that you had, right? But that's all it is. It's pushing your level of resilience one more step up, one more level further so that your mental resilience becomes rock solid. Because in the future, you'll need to have that. 
So something that's really important is that when you feel really frustrated and when this you know, when you get to that point where you're just like, you're going to scream straight out and swear and all those kind of stuff, when you feel really, really frustrated, what you need to realize is that frustration is that a sign that a breakthrough is coming. When you feel really, really frustrated, it's actually your brain who's physically changing. It's your brain structure that it's changing. It's modifying itself. It's creating new neural pathways in order to figure out a solution to whatever challenge that you have in front of you, right? So this is a process and you got to be grateful for this happening because if it wouldn't be happening, you'd be stuck where you've always been. You'd be at the same level. And here's the thing. If you stay at the same level in an ever-changing world, really what's happening is that you're decaying. You're falling behind. So develop gratefulness for that the universe is putting you through this experience, which offers you an opportunity to learn, to grow, to become an even more resilient, tougher version of yourself. And talking about the process, this is the next step I got for you. Focus on the process rather than the outcome. So the outcome is simply the result of the process, right? The outcome is what you get. And the process is how you get there. And you can actually only control the process, the how, what you're doing in this very moment, this present moment. Your only opportunity to influence the outcome, the future, is by making the most of this very moment. So forget the outcome for a second and move yourself to the present don't worry about the outcome and, you know, some competition that you got like two weeks from now or, you know, what, the fact that you might not be able to, to, to get to that height whenever you had in mind. Like, forget all that for a second and just focus on the present. Know that when you focus on the process of getting better, your outcome will eventually get better. We don't know exactly when. We don't know when you're going to get to those different levels or those different goals of yours, but... That doesn't matter right now, right? Right now, all we want to do is focus on you getting 1% better every single day. So a really good way of doing this is take those bigger goals of yours and break them into sub-goals. And I have a really good exercise for this, which I call goal setting to the now. I love this exercise and I know a lot of you love it as well. If you haven't heard of it, it's basically the process of taking your bigger goals and breaking them into Smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. You go from having a 10-year goal to a five-year goal to a yearly goal to a six-month goal to a monthly goal to a weekly goal to a daily goal. So you break it all the way down to the now. You can even go from a daily goal to a something that you can do right now, an action item. And that's why it's called goal setting to the now, by the way. So Sometimes when we think about like those bigger goals of ours, it can become so overwhelming and a really good way of moving yourself from that overwhelming feeling that it just feels like almost impossible, especially if you're in a slump. Break it down into something small that you can do this present moment. Break it down to, to a how, an activity. And when we talk about like breaking it down to the how, some people will be like, yeah, but what, what, what can I do then right now? Like, what is a good thing to focus on, right? If I'm, if I'm in this slump right now, what should I be focusing on that? A really good thing to focus on at that moment is basics. Get back to the fundamentals. Forget about all the complex stuff. Like, just go back to the basics. And when we're talking about horse riding... 
I find a very good way to do that is to think of the basic training scale. The training scale that we use when we train young horses, I'm not going to go into all detail because this is not a riding technical podcast. You can look this up. It's called the training scale, I think, in English. It's called Utbildningsskalan in, in Swedish. Um, just look that up. It's it's the six steps to that you use when you train really any kind of young horse. It's six steps they need to go through. So first of all, it's rhythm. you got to create rhythm. Next to that, you got to have looseness. The third thing you got to have is connection. The fourth is impulse. The fifth is straightness. And the sixth is collection. Rhythm, looseness, connection, impulse, straightness, collections. Have you got those six fundamentals? I find every time where I go through a challenging period, and I'm going to be very honest here and say I'm, I'm going through a bit of a challenging period with my seven-year-old right now, you got to go back and ask yourself, do I have all those six fundamentals? And again, I'm going to be honest here and say, I don't at the moment. I realize that I my horse is not straight. I can't like raid her well through corners right now. She's falling to the inside. She's going against my inside leg. I don't have that fundamental in place. And still, I expect myself to go out and jump on 20 tracks show jumping. Like it doesn't work like that. So I found myself, I'm not going to say in a slump, because again, I think it sounds so dramatic, but I found myself that it wasn't flowing as it usually does. So like several different events, I didn't quite have that good flowing feeling. So I went back to the fundamentals and I realized I don't have those six in place. The straightness is not there. She's not respecting my inside leg. She she jumps from left to right. She bends here and she bends there. And how can I then expect myself to go out and successfully jumped 120 tracks like it doesn't work like that but it's so easy to get caught caught up in jumping higher and technical and getting my distances right and it doesn't work out all this kind of stuff well really if you go back and look at the fundamentals you'll find that oftentimes there's at least one thing missing so get back to the basics set yourself sub goals like let's say this month my goal is to ride my horse on a square like in the arena i'm gonna make sure that i ride straight on the line side, I'm going to turn, I'm going to ride straight on the short side, I'm going to turn, I'm going to ride straight on the long side. This sounds so simple, but I think we can all testify, anyone who's focused on this can testify for that it's not actually that simple when you get to it. But it's the basics, right? So go back and focus on the basics. Make sure you got rhythm in your horse, make sure you got looseness in your horse, make sure you got connection with your horse, make sure there's impulse, make sure it's straight, make sure that you can collect it. When you take a half hold, does your horse actually wait for you so you can start to ride hind legs underneath it? Like all those things need to be in place really before you can start to progress to any kind of levels in any kind of part of our sport, right? It's not only dressage. Right. Rant is over, guys. <laughs> I'm ranting just as much as my on myself, to be honest, and I'm ranting at you guys. So I hope you can take this as the right way. Tip number six. Surround yourself with the right kind of people. I say this so often, but it's so important, especially when you go through a slump, that you have positive energy around you. People that give you energy rather than take energy away from you. I owe, And I, I said this in the past, there's vacuums and there's batteries. When we look at people, there are people that are vacuums that suck the energy out of you, that makes you feel bad about yourself. There are people that are also batteries that provide you with energy. So make sure that you surround yourself with batteries. Ensure you surround yourself with people that cheer you on, encourage you, encourage you to be better, like they give you constructive feedback, but they also give you the space to 
reflect, hold space for you. It, I always say it's so important for my brain, for example, it's so important to be able to actually express what goes on inside of my mind. Simply by me explaining it to someone else sets the process in my brain going. So just having people that are there to listen to me, they don't have to even say anything to me, but just listen to me and allow my thought process to get going and express myself. Have people like that. Have people that will brainstorm together with you and have people that will hold you accountable to executing your daily action items. So again, it comes back to when you've, you've, you've taken those massive goals of yours, you've breaking them down to be able to focus on the present moment, what you can do right now. Have people making sure that you actually stick to them. It's so easy to forget, to let ourselves down. Have an accountability partner. Have someone that's checking in with you to make sure that you're actually executing those action items that you set up for yourself, those sub-goals that you set for yourself. Right. That's all I got for you. In this episode, I gave you my best tips on how to get out of a slob, or as I personally prefer to refer to it, a series of separate events where you made mistakes, you experienced less than ideal performances, It's not that big of a deal. All you need to do is get really good at managing them. It's not a matter of avoiding them. You got to learn how to manage them in order to minimize their length and the damage that it does to your confidence and long-term performance. So that's the first thing I want you to take from this episode. The second thing is understand the cause of it. Realize that it often starts with like one result of performance that wasn't that great. And this impacts you mentally. And if you don't take care of that mental side, you just push through, you try harder, this is going to turn into a negative spiral, both physically and mentally. So number two, understand the cause of it. Number three, Remind yourself of your why. Why did you pursue competitive sports in the first place? Why are you even doing this? Is it because you love doing it or is it because someone else tells you to do it? If it's a second, to be honest, I suggest you to stop and start doing something else because this is tough, right? So it's got to be important for you. Number four, develop gratefulness for the current situation. Everything happens for you. Remember, everything happens in your benefit. So rather than being annoyed or sad that you go through this, See the positive in it. See how this strengthens your resilience. See how this actually helps you become an even better, stronger competitor. It's always that that old-fashioned saying of like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But it really is like that. Right. Number five, focus on the process rather than the outcome. And a really good way of doing so is number six, break your bigger goals into sub-goals. Do that goal setting to the now exercise. Number seven, Get back to the basics. When you set your daily goals, make sure that they are fundamentals. Get back to the basics of good riding. Think about that training scale. Do simple tasks that you know how to execute and that you've done a million times, but just focus on what you're good at for a second and just make sure you get the fundamentals right, just basics right, before you try to do any more complex stuff, like riding a Grand Prix dressage program or jumping a 120 show jumping, make sure the fundamentals are in place. Find help, go to a dressage trainer, make sure you get this straight before you move on to more complex stuff. You'll get to it, but you first need to make sure you got the fundamentals in place. And then number eight, last but not least, surround yourself with the right kind of people. People that hold you accountable, people that encourage you, that provide you with positive energy. You know what I'm talking about. And what is really, really good is that I've got a community exactly like this for you. 
It's our group coaching program. We call it PEP, the Positive Equestrian Performance Program. This is a group coaching program and community of driven positive riders. We help you through all those kind of ups and downs. We hold you accountable to executing your daily action items. We help you work through challenges through weekly group coaching calls and our impressive video library of over 40 videos on mindset and performance. All of them geared towards equestrians. You can find out more by going to mindig.eu slash pep and know that as of this year, you can sign up at any time. We wouldn't want you to waste another six months simply because you missed the sign-up period, right? We've seen this happening in the past and we would think that that's a shame. Now, don't allow that to become an excuse to procrastinate signing up. So I want you actually, if you do think that this is something for you and you are in that slump and you feel like you need that extra support, take action today. Let us support you and help you navigate through this and make this year your most successful riding year yet. Go to mindek.eu slash pep, that's pep with two Ps, and you'll find the link straight to that also in the show notes. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, here's what you can do to help us spread the word. Give this podcast a rating and a review. In Spotify, all you need to do is to click the three dots next to the title of the episode. Then you press go to podcast, scroll all the way to the top and click on the start. Very easy. In Apple Podcasts, what you need to do is again, click the three dots next to the title of the episode. Click go to show, scroll all the way down to the bottom, click the start and then drop a sentence or two telling us what you like about this podcast or something that you think we can improve upon. Always open to feedback. Also, make sure you tell your friends about it, share it on social media and when you do, make sure you tag me in it so that I can also reshare it to my story. And as always, I'm going to finish this episode off with challenging you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. See you on the next Magical Monday.